Happy Aromantic Spectrum Awareness Week, everyone. So, as you can tell by my wishing all of you that this is what I'm going to talk about. Being aromantic and what that has meant for me. And before I even start, I obviously want to give a definition of being aromantic. So, as an aromantic person, I feel no romantic attraction to anyone, but... In general, anyone who is aromantic could feel little or no romantic attraction to people or only feel romantic attraction to people in very rare occasions or under very, very rare circumstances. So, hi, this is another part of my identity. I am aromantic. Something that I've talked about before is being asexual. So, these are two different things. But for me, they sort of go together just because... They align very well in terms of being on the same side of the spectrum, which is like away from what the world expects you to be, um, which I guess is is a thing for many people who identify differently than what the general society expects you to identify as. Anyway, so in this episode, I want to talk about what it means for me to be aromantic and how I had the inner dialogue with myself to f- even figure out that I'm aromantic and not some other kind of romantic and just telling this part of my story I guess. So uh, even before I start I just want to say that figuring out my romantic orientation or my I guess being aromantic was much harder than figuring out that I'm asexual and I think if you find it hard to understand what's the difference between romantic orientation and sexual orientation, the best way that my friend put it was romantic attraction is who you want to live with, whereas sexual attraction is who you want to go to bed with. And from what I understand, going to bed with someone is like a very strong feeling that people feel towards a specific person and they want to like do actions related to that. So the fact that I didn't want to do any of that or I didn't feel any like physical attraction towards someone was very easy to gauge and that's what came to me first because I was like, yeah, this makes sense. I'm asexual. But when I started thinking about so what do I want romantically, it was harder because I think the biggest thing is that it's hard to define what falls under the romantic side of things, right? Like I always, while growing up, wanted to marry, wanted to have a family and um, just wanted to have that typical family that the TV shows showed me and that my life showed me. But after like a lot of dissecting and asking myself questions, I realized that I wanted to have kids and be a co-parent with my best friend those kids like that is what I thought was a normal marriage but now I've learned obviously there's more to it but um I kind of knew growing up that I'm not a very romantic person but that was kind of considered okay like all of us know people in relationships where one is more romantic than the other but these things still work out so when I was after I figured out that I was asexual I started questioning I was like wait so what's my romantic orientation 
And that was much harder because I had to first define what I mean to be romantic. And in my head, before I even questioned what what is romance, I used to think it's just like, it's just the same as being with your best friend, right? Like I never understood what the difference between being in a relationship and being with your best friend was. Um, and now I understand there's like more sexual stuff to it, but also there's also that romance side of it, which is like you go on dates, you make each other feel special, you make each other realize that you're more important than just a normal friend. And for me, there are people who are very important to me, but I still consider them my friends because I don't think I would necessarily like to hold their hands or cuddle with them or I don't know, just I don't think I would be comfortable with them being in my personal space all the time. But um, I would still want to be there for them if they need help. And I know they'll be there for me if I need help. So we have we have that special bond, but we don't necessarily have the romance part in that bond. So I had to really sit down and dissect what romance means for me. Do I ever want it? Do I ever feel attracted to people in a romantic sort of way? And that was hard. Like, I think figuring out I was asexual maybe took like half the time that figuring out I was aromantic took because I had to sit down and imagine all these scenarios that I thought I wanted for the longest time of my in my life and actually ask myself if I would be comfortable in those scenarios. So I did think that I would like to date someone at some point. But then when I sat down and asked myself, like, would I be comfortable going out for dinner with someone under the, under the, I guess, like, thought that this is a romantic evening and not just us hanging out friend, as friends. And I realized that I wasn't. I wasn't comfortable with someone thinking that we are more than friends. I don't know why, but, like, when I think of that, it just doesn't feel normal or, like, natural to me. But... Here's the thing, I like seeing romance in movies. I like my friends when they are in romantic romantic situations. I like how happy they feel. I feel happy for them. But every time I imagine someone sending me flowers or holding my hands or taking me out on a date or me taking them out on a date, I feel awkward about it. Like it doesn't feel like the puzzle pieces fit. And I think it was this awkwardness that made me realize that, yeah, I'm aromantic because I've never seen someone or met someone who I want to do these things with, who I want to hold hands and maybe cuddle and just stay exclusively with for the longest time. Because I've realized that people who I'm really attached to, people who I think are my closest friends, once they start dating, I am happy for them. If they're happy, I can see that they're happy and then that makes me happy. But there's no sense of jealousy or there's nothing that I feel is like, oh, you should only hang out exclusively with me or like you should only have special bonding times with me and not this other person. But yeah, that's like, I'm not saying that when people put their boyfriends, girlfriends or like their significant other or their partners above their best friends, that it's okay. It is not okay. And thankfully, my friends have not done that yet. But I do know that there might be times when my friends choose their partners over me. But I think for now, like, that hasn't happened to me. So I haven't, like, felt jealous about them spending time with their significant others. But 
if that does happen, I'm pretty sure my friends will understand that I do want them to be there for me because I will be there for them in important situations. But honestly, I don't expect my friends to do that. I don't expect my friends to say, yeah, I know you're in need of my help, but I'm with my significant other and they are more important to me than you. So, oops, I'm not coming to help you. I don't think any of my friends would ever say that. But um, that was the main thing. The main thing of me realizing I was aromantic was me realizing that people who I'm really close to, who I consider my closest friends, if they started dating someone else, I would not be jealous. And that's how I figured out I was aromantic because I just never felt that peace like of of being more than friends with someone. I've just never felt that. Even like thinking of that with someone kind of puts me away from that whole relationship because I'm like, no, this was supposed to be a special thing for us, but now you've made it romantic, which is not something that fits my... I don't know, my brain structure, my understanding of life. So yeah, being aromantic for me means that I have never felt romantic attraction to someone. And every time I explain someone that I'm aromantic, explain it to someone that I'm aromantic, asexual, people always say like, oh, but you shouldn't give up and you shouldn't close the doors but here's the thing I am not closing the the doors like I'm not denying my feelings I'm just saying that I've never felt it and yeah if I feel it I will definitely acknowledge that because that's what I've learned by questioning everything is that my feelings are my own to define and are my own to understand and if I feel something I will acknowledge it because if I don't do it now it'll come up later it will definitely come up later so yeah that was like my thinking process and the process behind figuring out that I'm aromantic. But today, what I want to focus on is two things. One is why I often just conflate asexual and aromantic as part of my identities into one. And two, what would change if I wasn't one of these things but the other. So if I was asexual and not aromantic and if I was maybe some sort of romantic and maybe aromantic and other sort of sexual. So just want to talk about what would change if I had different combinations of romantic and uh, sexual orientations. Um, So let's start with why I always conflate being asexual and aromantic. And I want to clarify that that is not true. If someone is asexual, does not mean they're aromantic. And if someone is aromantic, does not mean they're asexual. So, for example, someone might not be romantically attracted to people. Like, they might not want to spend their life with certain people, but they do want to go to bed with certain people. And the opposite is true, too. They might not want to go to bed, like, or go sleep with someone, but they might want to spend their lives as romantic partners with someone so various combinations of this exist and everyone is valid in their own identity and if you are not sure about how some combinations work or how people figure things out I encourage you to go find such people and talk to them and ask them questions because one thing I realized that is that all of us who have gone through this journey If we get questions from a genuine place of learning, we encourage those questions. We want to answer those questions. 
and I cannot talk about everyone who has different combinations of romantic and sexual orientation. Only those people can talk about themselves. So if you do have any questions, feel free to like post them and tag even and maybe they can help you find someone who ident- identifies that way. But for now, let's talk about me. So I usually conflate asexual and aromanticism, especially when I'm talking to people not aware of the difference between romantic orientations and sexual orientations is because I just don't have, I guess, like the patience to sit and explain to people what the difference is on a daily basis. And it comes up often that I'm asexual when talking to my friends or to talking to people who are sort of like reaching a point where they are, they are my friends because if you don't realize that you should that we talk about people's relationships and sex lives quite often more often than we <laughs> we would realize that that's true especially valentine's day just went and people do feel that it's okay to ask people <laughs> if they're dating anyone or what their plan is for valentine's day and people did that to me so i just said yeah i don't think i'll ever date someone i'm not into dating people so one of my co-workers just asked me she's like are you asexual I was like yes but I could have corrected and gone like I'm asexual and aromantic that's why I'm saying that I don't want to date people but other asexual people who might have a different romantic orientation they might want to date people even asexual aromantic people date people sometimes because that is what society has framed our world into and if someone doesn't want If someone wants a special person in their life, they're willing to step beyond their orientation and just make take those steps. And that is completely okay. That is good for people who want that. For me, I'm very good with not wanting that, at least for now. I don't know, maybe five years down the line, I might encourage myself to get into a relationship with someone who understands me well and knows what my orientation and what my boundaries are because of that. But for now, I'm good. But... I should have explained this to my co-worker and gone like, yes, I'm asexual, but the main reason I don't want to date people is because I'm aromantic. And that's where the difficulty of dating comes in because dating doesn't feel natural to me. It doesn't feel that I'm comfortable or that I fit that, I don't know, description of dating. So the main reason when I'm talking to people not in the queer community, the main reason I conflate asexual and aromanticism is because Asexuality is way, way more popular than aromanticism. And people who understand asexuality think that you are aromantic as well. And yes, we should make more attempts to increase aromantic awareness. Hence this whole week and hence I'm making this audio, video, podcast. Um, But when I'm talking to people like my co-workers, I really don't want to delve deeper into my romantic or sexual life. And that's why I just let them assume things because I'm hoping that me making this podcast would give those people more knowledge than just me talking about it in a workplace where I don't feel safe talking about it. So yeah, that's why when I'm talking to people in general, I usually use the word asexual because it's more common and I'm literally (laughs) the poster child of asexuality. Every stereotype that people have about asexuals, that is me. And yes, there are different things that define those stereotypes for me. The fact that I don't date, date anyone is because I'm aromantic. But I don't, I don't necessarily feel comfortable or safe sharing so much detail about myself to someone else. 
So that's why I conflate the two. And now moving on to the part like this is something I've always wondered. Like, what if I had a different sexuality or a romantic orientation? Like, what if I was asexual but bi-romantic or heteroromantic or homoromantic? With my gender stuff, I actually don't know what label would go. But let's just say I was asexual and some kind of romantic. I feel like I might have realized I was asexual sooner if I was some other kind of romantic too, right? Because I can imagine myself being romantically attracted to someone when I was younger and dating them and realizing that there's no sexual attraction between me and them. And then maybe like I would have had to go through multiple iterations of relationships to finally figure out that I was asexual. But I feel like I, that realization would have come way before I was 21. So um, if I was some kind of romantic and asexual, I might have realized that I'm asexual way before than I actually did. So I guess in some sense, it might have been, I don't know if it would have been helpful. I think the story would have just been different because I can also see what a big struggle it is for people who are romantic, but not uh, but asexual because then it's like you want you want the first few steps in a relationship. You want the whole nice picture of a relationship, but you don't want the sexual part of it, which sadly for many people is the main part of a relationship, which I definitely think is not. From what I understand, from how I feel, I think relationships are more about having that special bond with someone and having that one person in life you can just be yourself with and if sexual parts of that relationship are more important than being your true self then I feel like that's kind of an unhealthy balance um, but again this is coming from someone who's asexually romantic so maybe maybe my understanding of this is still lacking in some way but I would just like to explain to everyone that people who are not aromantic but asexual, they have difficult lives too. Like for me, I think I have it a bit easier than someone with a different romantic orientation because I'm saying that I completely don't want to be in a relationship. But what these people are saying is yes, that they would love to be in a relationship, but not a sexual relationship that everyone else expects. So yeah, if I was asexual, but some other kind of romantic, I think it would be pretty hard actually. So anyone out there who has experienced this difficulty, I want you to know that eventually we'll reach a point in the world where people are more aware of the difference between romantic and sexual orientations and they would understand you better. I'm sorry that the world is not there right now, but it is people like you, it is people like me. When we talk about these things, we increase the awareness and we make it more normalized which it should be, yes, it's shocking that it's not, but we are getting there. Okay, now, talking about what if I was aromantic, but a different sexuality. Like, honestly, I don't even know what sexuality I would be. Like, I can't even imagine being sexually attracted to anyone. So, let's just assume it's some different, like, I'm allosexual, which means I'm not asexual. Um, I feel like... I can't even imagine that situation. Like, I feel like life would be okay. Like, in my head, I like romance. I like seeing romance with other people. 
but not with me included. So I feel like if I was allosexual, I would still be able to do the romance part of it. If I really liked the person I was doing it for, like if I was best friends with someone, yes, I would like go ahead and make the romantic gestures that the media has taught me to do. But it wouldn't be something that comes naturally. So I'll have to put more efforts into relationships. But I think I could do it. I think I could be a person who at least makes others feel romantically loved. And maybe I would have not realized the difference between romantic and sexual orientation if I was aromantic and allosexual just because the awareness of being aromantic is very low right now is very low right now so I guess that's why it is so important to have this aromantic spectrum awareness week because we really need to let the world know that not everyone is on the same page when it comes to romance as well people are sort of getting used to the idea of other people being asexual but aromanticism is something that's still coming up And I think we need to talk about it more, make that something as well that is included in the conversations. Because I think one thing that's amazing about being queer and being in relationships when you're queer is that you talk a lot. You you realize how important it is to talk about where your boundaries are, what you want to do, what you don't want to do. Whereas I think in like cis-het relationships... This is something that's not looked at more often, but I think it should. Like, I think every relationship benefits from talking about where both members or, like, all the members' boundaries are. So, yeah, that's why I think Aromantic Awareness Week is so important and we should talk about it. So, this was my story. From you, what I want to hear this week is... If you were just to sit and ask yourself, if you could allow yourself to think of romantic orientations different from sexual orientations, how would you identify yourself and how would that change your conversations with your partners or your friends and talk about if this is something you've already thought about, if this is something you're hearing for the first time, let me know in the comments below or on Twitter because I would love to hear what everyone thinks about this the first time they hear it because for me it just clicked it made sense and maybe it's because I'm already like I was already on the I was already aware that I'm asexual that I was ready to think that okay maybe there's room for something else so yeah let me know on twitter what you think about the split attraction model and how you think it can be helpful to discuss these things in a relationship So I'm going to stop this because this is becoming a pretty long episode, but I hope you have a nice week and take care of yourself.